Saturday, 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 which means more Devils news. So Vatnin is back, and where the heck is Corey Crawford? We have a lot to discuss on this Saturday episode. Man, it's been a while since I said that, so let's buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty, now what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it is currently 8.33 p.m. Eastern time, and it is January the 8th, 2021, and it is Friday at the time of this recording. So, you guys, I actually, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I had an episode recorded earlier in the day, and I actually was going to have it published the next day at 1 p.m., but I was discussing a topic that was really sensitive and serious. So uh, I, I looked back on the episode and I was just like, man, I, I, I can't post this because knowing what I know now, I, I just can't. In my good conscience and goodwill, I just cannot post this. So what am I talking about? Well, if you uh, listened to the beginning of the episode and also if you tuned into yesterday's episode, I basically talked about Corey Crawford and how he took a leave of absence from the New Jersey Devils. And obviously there were rumors uh, speculating as to why uh, he left the team. So I would actually like to uh, share with you guys some of those speculations that was going around and also what me and my colleagues were discussing at the Hockey Writers Association as to why Corey Crawford decided to take a leave of absence. But knowing what we know now, it's nothing like, you know, um, in terms of the organization, it's something that's happening off the rank and we just have to respect that we need to respect his privacy and obviously the devils have every right to not speak on it and i think his teammates have been doing a wonderful job of just trying to keep his business off air and also away from the media so uh let's talk about it so uh today and uh, actually a few days ago it was noticed that uh Corey crawford was not on the uh, training camp schedule and that he was not scheduled to take the ice and obviously a lot of rumors started to speculate so where the heck is Corey Crawford? Like, where is he? Why is he on the rink? Is there an issue or something like that? And obviously, uh, me and my colleagues at the Hockey's Writers Association, we were just like, you know, scrambling. We we're like coming up with ideas. We were brainstorming as to why Corey Crawford is not on the rink. You know, uh, the, at first, the general consensus was maybe he wasn't satisfied with the role that he was going to be given because, you know, like I said, Mackenzie Blackwood was uh, projected to do really well this season. Obviously, Blackwood could have done better if uh, he had a better better defensive system and you know Corey Crawford is meant to like be a mentor for him and Corey Crawford has done a lot you know so all rookie team back in 2011 he's appeared in a couple all-star games uh he's won a Jennings trophy and more importantly he's won two Stanley Cup of uh, trophies with the Blackhawks so you know obviously his uh, achievements are all over the board and you know people thought oh you know he's going to be given a smaller role because you know uh, his career is kind of at the back end now. So like like I told you guys, after these two years, I fully expect for Corey Crawford to retire. And you know what? If he decides to retire right now, because if this issue is that serious that he needs to you know retire from the game of hockey, I totally respect that. I would love to see him and Blackwood be a tandem duo for uh, the twine for the New Jersey Devils. I think that would be really exciting to see. But at the same time, I'm not selfish. I'm not uh, heartless. I have to respect the fact that this issue with Corey Crawford is serious. 
is what we know now, or at least what we know, um, what's being told, let's say, because we don't know everything. We don't even know the details. We don't even know a synopsis of it. We just know it's a family issue. We wish them the best. Uh, everyone from Locked on Devils to my guys at the Let's Go Devils podcast, uh, even at the Locked on Blackhawks network with uh, Jack Bushman, you know, we all respect the fact that Corey Crawford needs his space and just time away from the team to, you know, uh, deal with this family matter. And also, something that wouldn't uh, surprise me as well, you know, Corey Crawford has dealt with some serious concussions the last couple of years. So he suffered a concussion in December of 2018 and December of 2019. So I've never personally suffered a concussion, but, you know, from uh, trainers and doctors, your second concussion is always worse than the first one. So, you know, if, if Corey Crawford is, you know, contemplating his career, you know, he's been concussed a couple of times and, uh, he, you know, he's uh, taking this time to reflect and just step away from the sport of hockey, then I got to respect that as well. That could also be a factor going into it. But overall, the reason why Corey Crawford is uh, staying away from the team, or I, I, I should rephrase that, the reason he decided to leave the team temporarily is just because he has to deal with an important family matter. And I respect that 100%. Corey Crawford, I know you're not listening to this podcast. I know um, you have, none of your close friends are probably listening to it. But if there's someone out there who's listening to it, who has a, you know, a contact with Corey Crawford, I just want to say from the Lockdown Podcast Network and also myself as the host of Lockdown Devils, we wish you nothing but the best. We hope uh, whatever's being happened uh, is dealt uh, you know, accordingly, appropriately, safely, whatever the case might be, we have your back 100%. And we hope to see you back on the rink real soon because the game is way better with you being a part of it. So uh, Corey Crawford, like I just said, an amazing career, uh, a Jennings Trophy winner, uh, an all-star appearances or a couple of all-star appearances, a couple uh, Stanley Cup trophies to his collection, you know, all-rookie team back in 2011. You know, his, his resume speaks for himself and someone like Mackenzie Blackwood and also Scott Wedgwood. I know Scott Wedgwood has won uh, an NHL uh, Stanley Cup trophy, but still, uh, Wedgwood is still relatively young. A lot of people can learn a lot from Corey Crawford, and Corey Crawford's worst years are better than uh, most uh, people in the league, to say the least. So that's you know that's me putting it nicely. But you know, um, I, I, I wish nothing but the best for Corey Crawford, and I just really hope that whatever uh, is being dealt with is. Um, you know, handled safely and just accordingly, because like I said, I know I'm repeating myself, but I would love to see Corey Crawford back on the ice and, um, you know, just uh, helping the Devils uh, win games and whatever the case might be, um, you know, based on reports that I've been reading, uh, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be uh, articles that I'm finding, whether I'm uh, watching interviews on NHL.com about Corey Crawford uh, regarding his teammates' answers, uh, I think everyone is trying to be respectful of his privacy and also just try to give him and his family some space. Like I said, I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. The Devils are not going to release anything. And uh, you know what? The first person who should break the news of what What's going on is Corey Crawford himself. So, like I said, we're going to respect that, and we're just going to, you know, handle that accordingly. Like I told you guys, um, I know you guys aren't going to listen to the episode because, like I told you, I'm recording the first half of this episode at least. Uh, at late later than I normally do because you know I listened back to the first draft of this episode and I just was ashamed of how I handled it. I was talking about something as if I knew what was going on. I I talked about you know these three different factors from like you know his role to uh, you know maybe it's his injuries and uh, maybe it's a family issue. I, I I'm still doing that, but I I could have uh, talked about it in a more serious manner. I felt like it was just too. Um, 
insensitive and just totally naive on my part. So even though you guys aren't going to hear it, I still want to apologize and I still want to put the best product of myself out there while still providing you guys a good show. So, you know, that we can all learn from this and myself included. And like I told you guys, I never try to be insensitive on purpose. It's like when I posted the um, USA Hockey's uh, victory uh, the day after the uh, the Capitol incident. And um, I, I said at the beginning of the show, I gave a disclaimer saying this episode was recorded uh, a day in advance before I knew what was going on. And, you know, I greatly apologize for it. And also... Um, I, I kind of did the same thing for this episode in which I talked about something in which I, uh, wasn't patient enough to receive like, you know, more news as to what was going on, uh, what was happening, what was being said, because during the time of the recording, uh, the devils released a statement saying that, uh, Corey Crawford decided to take a leave of absence temporarily. And, you know, I was just like, okay, so there's, uh, there could be various things, but then as the day started to progress, as, uh, more of my associates from different Devils Podcast Network started to message me and tell me, hey, Trey, like, you know, um, uh, it, it, it's not, uh, um, you know, it's not as serious as people think it is, It, but, you know, it is, you know, still relatively sensitive and, you know, he's okay, but, you know, maybe you should be a little more, like, you know, sensitive about it. And I got to respect that. I got to respect that 100% because if I was in Corey Crawford's shoes, I would want people to do the same thing for me. So, uh, anyway, that's why I want to leave you guys off for the first uh, half of this segment and, um yeah, so um, final thoughts on this is I really hope Corey Crawford is okay. I hope his family is okay. I hope everything is going to you know get resolved in the end. Uh, if there is an issue, my thoughts and heart go out to his family, his friends, whatever the case might be. Hopefully, we can see you back on the rink real soon because, like I said, the game is way better with you a part of it. And you know, it, you know, just take your time. Take your time to think about it because, like I said, there's no rush. There's no uh, urgency. There, there, there's none of that. You take your time. Uh, all the time in the world that you need to decide what's best for you, your future, and your family's future. And that's all I have to say about it. So uh, thank you guys for listening to this first uh, half of the segment and also, you know, uh, forgiving me for, even though you, you didn't hear uh, the original draft, forgiving me for my mistakes. And uh, yeah, let's uh, get on to uh, segment two. But first, we need to move on to our first live read of the day. Alrighty, everybody. The NHL season is fast approaching and obviously the Devils are not favorites to win the playoffs. But still, if you are confident in your team, go to betonline.ag to place some bets. And uh, oh, wait a minute. You guys want to know more about BetOnline? Well, it's not just the NHL. There's some other big games and let me tell you guys about them. All right, everybody. Are we ready for some college football? College football heads into the bowl season and there are some big matchups this weekend. NFL regular season is finishing up with a playoff picture becoming clearer. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. Go to betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for 50% welcome bonus. Talent talks about one or multiple options, NFL games of the week or college football top games and even current headlines in sports. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get on in the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Also, check out social media. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for a free account and use the promo code locked on for your sign up bonus hashtag betonline get with it and get in the game everybody 
Alrighty, it's time to switch subjects as I stated because they did make an acquisition and speaking of which, I get tired when this happens. So as I was recording yesterday's episode, I get the news that they re-signed this player to a one-year deal and I'm just like, oh, if I just waited an extra 20 minutes, then I could have made that the main focal point of the show. But, you know, uh, things happen. But you know what? It's better to be late than never. So on Thursday afternoon, the New Jersey Devils re-signed defenseman Sammy Votnin to a one-year, $2 million contract. And honestly, in fits we trust, baby. In fits we trust because the overall defense for the New Jersey Devils is staying intact. So that is not going anywhere. And this helps Lindy Ruff and Mark Recchi with their defense defensive pairings a little bit it gives them much needed depth so uh, I was reading pucks and pitchforks website and you know what Uh, they they agree with what I was saying which is we need more defense 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 and getting back Votnin even though it's for a one-year deal it still helps out a lot with our defense because our defense uh, needs a lot of work so like Ryan Murray because it seems like the New Jersey Devils trend is to sign defensemen who cannot stay healthy so uh, the biggest issue for Votnin is that he needs to remain healthy because uh, the Devils, we, we, we really have no room for players to be out because we already have Heizer who's going to be out temporarily with a leg injury. And then, you know, Brat is still doing his contract negotiations. Uh, Murray is like a coin flip at this point. Uh, heads, he'll be healthy. Tails, he'll be uh, on the bench. And he has only played in 69, including 15 with Anaheim, 50 and 47 games in the past three seasons, and and I'm talking about Votnin. So on a one-year deal, uh, obviously this is not going to be an issue for the New Jersey Devils because the one issue I had with Ryan Murray is that we traded to get him, and I just really hope that Ryan Murray can stay on the ice healthy. And you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it because you guys gave me so much crap the last time I was speaking upon it. So you know what? I will walk away from it, and you know what? We'll just see what happens. We'll we'll see what happens. But you know, Votnin is signed to a one-year deal so obviously it's not a long-term solution it's a temporary solution but in the meantime I I think it's a low-risk deal for the New Jersey Devils because you signed him for a one-year two million dollar contract he has a history of not remaining healthy I just told you guys the amount of games he's played the last three seasons so uh yeah like Ryan Murray it's going to be a coin flip at this point so and you know with 56 games on the schedule for the New Jersey Devils and the rest of the NHL for that matter I don't think uh I don't think he should be, you know, having any, like, um, uh, stamina issues. There we go. Stamina issues, to say the least, because the Devils and the NHL, they're only going to be playing a little bit more than half of what they would normally play in a regular season. So, uh, Vatnin is a temporary solution, a fantastic one, while we continue to wait on Ty Smith, who's projected to move up in the lineup just a bit, and, you know, it'll make room for our younger guys to, you know, make the big club. So, his ability, Vatnin's ability, to play both sides of the ice will go a long way this season, as will the newfound depth. While I would expect him to play top line minutes again, some of the burdens will be taken off by him, like guys like Murray. So, like I said, the reason why uh, the Devils struggled so much at defense is because they relied on, like, Severson and Votnin to really carry most of the load. Subban wasn't really pulling his weight. So, with Votnin, uh, Murray, Severson, and Subban, 
I would expect at least half of those guys to pull their way and you know do well this season. So, uh, but unfortunately, that didn't happen uh, last season because Vatnin and Severson uh, carried most of the load for the New Jersey Devils uh, defense, and obviously that hurt them in the long run. That's why uh, Schneider didn't do too well. That's why uh, you know Blackwood wasn't given enough credit for how well he defended the twine. So, you know, those are my main takeaways, which is with Votnin, Murray, um, uh, Severson, and Subban, uh, Votnin doesn't have to carry as much of the load, similar to Severson, because I believe those were our two best defensive men last season. So with with the addition of Murray, this really could help. But albeit, albeit, I I cannot stress this enough. It feels like I cannot even say his name without uh, saying health, or can he remain healthy for that matter. Uh, can Ryan Murray play in uh, more than half of the games this year? Like, uh, can, can he play in at least, uh, I'd say 40. If Murray can play in at least anywhere from 35 to 40, I'd say that's pretty successful for the New Jersey Devils. And also, I want him to be around for at least uh, two more years to, uh, to help out with our organization. So, Votnin will uh, definitely be a good fit for the New Jersey Devils. Or, you know, well, you know, he, he was already a good fit, but I think this will be an even better fit in a better situation for him. So Pucks and Pitchforks actually raised a pretty good question for us fans to answer, which is, since P.K. Subban doesn't have to take full-on responsibility uh, this season, could we expect more from him since much is not anticipated from him this season? And the, the answer to that is, I believe either way, I think P.K. Subban is due for a big year, in my opinion, because... Uh, I'm sure he's worked hard this offseason. He has, uh, you know, a lot of factors going his way, especially with a new coach, a new system. If he can just uh, clean up his act just a bit. What I mean by that is uh, P.K. Subban's struggles don't really come from... Uh, you know, uh, skill-wise, it just comes from you got to pay attention more. So, for example, and this is sort of like a preview for one of the next up-and-coming episodes before the season starts, which is, is P.K. Subban due for a comeback year? Uh, one of the suggestions I saw from him was that during the uh, power play, he would just, you know, blast the puck at the point, and it would make him very vulnerable and predictable because in the power play, if you're just uh, blasting the puck and most of them are getting blocked, it makes it easier easier for the other team to just, you know, have an easier penalty kill. So for P.K. Subban, you know, if, if you stop trying to be so predictable and just be a one-trick pony, then, you know, that can do wonders for your team because P.K. Subban was actually a pretty good rebounder for the organization and really helped out a lot of his teammates. And uh, like I said, this is also another preview for a future up-and-coming episode about P.K. Subban's possible comeback. So, yeah, that, that's basically the suggestion I have for Subban, which is his uh, struggles don't come from from a lack of skill, don't get me wrong, he's still much older and, you know, he's not the same player that he once was for Montreal or, you know, his earlier Nashville days. And, you know, I don't think he'll ever be on the cover of a video game anytime soon. But uh, still, I I just believe if he looks back at some film and also with a new system in play, I think it could uh, benefit him because, you know, Lindy Ruff loves two-way players. But, you know, P.K. Subban, you need to work on your shot because it's been inconsistent throughout your entire career, in fact. So uh, if if P.K. Subban could just be smart, That's all I'm saying. He has to be smart, adaptable, and just uh, 
overall look at film just to clean up his act a little bit. So like like I said, the power play will be very effective for him. You know, don't keep uh, shooting from the point because most of your shots get blocked and it makes us very vulnerable. And also just keep rebounding, giving opportunities for our young fours. That that's all I have to say for PK Subban. But yeah, uh, obviously the load of responsibility is not going to be on Subban's shoulders because we can't ask that from him anymore. We we just can't because he's not going to be able to provide that for us uh, at his age. Uh, with you know, uh, I I know he's not as old as some of you know the oldest players in the league, but you know he is creeping up there. Just just to, just to put it nicely, just to put it nicely because I don't want to scare anyone. You can look up his age for yourself and you can be the judge for that. So also there could be opportunities for people like Ty Smith because uh, according to Pucks and Pitchforks, uh, you know they they expect him to play at least seventy five percent of the games. This is the downside if we have a coaching staff who decides one mistake by a young player uh, has him sitting for long stretches. Because re- remember uh, the reason why Joe Thorin. Uh, uh, back in uh, 1997 uh, as to why he was statistically the worst first overall pick was because coaches were scratching him and not giving him opportunities despite him being healthy. So, you know, uh, that that that's the main question I have for like Lindy Ruff and Mark Recchi. And I would have to agree with my uh, associates with uh, Pucks and Pitchforks, which is if Ty Smith makes one mistake, do you send him to the bench? Because trust me, uh, that that is just showing Lindy Ruff's age of being an old school coach, a no nonsense kind of guy. So that's very interesting to see so uh a shout out to my guys uh pucks and pitchforks for uh you know providing me with this information i really appreciate it and um yeah those are my main takeaways for today so hopefully everything is okay with Corey crawford obviously the new jersey devils are being vague about uh his uh his issues and you know rightfully so that's his business and obviously on a lighter note sammy Votnin is back for at least uh one more season so we'll see how that turns out uh, i like the Votnin deal like i said it's a low risk deal one year two million dollars and uh, I think it will be effective this season and it gives us uh, more options to work with and I don't know about you guys but I love watching uh, training camp uh, lines and just saying oh this could happen this that could happen Uh, no switch these people Uh, could Subban play on the third string line uh, could Subban play on the first string line or or can Paul Mary Janssen and Hughes really be effective oh wait 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 put Ty Smith with the uh, top line with Murray or you know whatever the case might be obviously that wouldn't actually happen in real life but still it's uh fun to do and it's uh I'm, I'm looking forward to the season it just makes me more and more and more excited and I hope you guys are excited too but anyway that's about all I have for you guys today continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day New Jersey thanks for listening happy Saturday enjoy it enjoy your off day thank you for tuning in to the Locked On Devils podcast network uh your team every day. I hope you guys enjoyed it on your day off. I will catch you guys in the next episode.